Hello and welcome to the DFB podcast. This is number 13. Let's we, call it 13. We Lucky think. number 13. And uh, and we're here to share some Disney food with you. I'm AJ. I'm going to share Disney food. I could get expensive. How about oh, if you just share Disney oh, food information? Oh, is playing into the topic already. It is. I'm, it's foreshadowing. Okay. So I'm AJ. I write DisneyFoodBlog.com. I'm Brad and I write WDWForGrownups.com. Brad is introducing himself today apparently. Awesome. I, I think I'm going to be rebuked for that later, but for the time being, yes, I am That's introducing fine. myself, you can and you can't stop me. Anyway, Brad, what are we doing? What are we doing on the DFB podcast well, today? I think today we'll start off with a little bit of news, although we are in the sort of the doldrums of WDW news season and Disney news season in general. But we do have a few things to talk about. Then we're going to talk about something that everybody is excited about, which is <gasps> saving money. Then after we talk about saving money, we are going to do some listener questions, including a very uh, hot topic that I think everybody will be interested Ooh, in. Stay tuned. Then we'll do uh, some trivia. And then after we're done with that trivia, we are going to say excellent podcast, everyone. Way excellent to go, podcast. everybody. Way to listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's some great listening going on out there in, in podcast land. Did a good job. We're a team that only works when, when you guys listen and we talk. But so. we're, we're saying that prematurely because we don't know. You may, have turned off, you may have already turned off the podcast. But let's assume that you haven't and get rolling with the DFB podcast. Here we go. Now it's time to talk about the best kind of news, which is Disney food news. AJ, what's new in the world of Disney food? <laughs> You sound like you should be on, let's make a deal. I'm doing my easy listening radio voice right now. We'll be bringing you the sounds of the 70s, including all your favorite easy listening songs. Like squeaking over here. Okay, so Disney food news today. We don't have a whole lot of food news because um, all the news came like, last month so you used up all your news on the last podcast <laughs> so, we apologize but we have some to share with you and the first one is the epcot flower and garden festival which has usually been sort of a bit of a snooze from a food perspective a snooze um yeah so why are we talking about it you AJ, may you why may are we talking about the food and wine festival when this is a food podcast no, it doesn't flower make any and garden sense. festival you just said food and wine festival no, that does make flower sense and garden flower festival. and garden festival <laughs> folks this is about the third time that we've taped this segment <laughs> bradley's <laughs> just, having a hard time tonight. we're just gonna power through let's just pretend <laughs> that i said food and wine or dang <laughs> Let's pretend that I said flower and garden. But you can see our problem is that we're so used to talking about the food and wine festival. That's right. Because in previous years, the flower and garden festival has not been a particularly food interesting piece of news. However, <laughs> AJ, tell us why that's not so true this year. Well, this year, yeah, you just take a break just, there, I'll Brad. be over here and be very quiet while you do that. So this year... People go into the Flower and Garden Festival, and I know many of you don't even know what that is because you only go during the Food and Wine Festival in the fall. The Flower and Garden Festival um, is in the springtime, happens March, April, um, March, April, May, basically. And this year they are bringing 12 food and beverage marketplaces to the Flower and Garden Festival. I'm so excited. Yay! Yay! That's my Kermit. That's my Kermit scream. So um, they're bringing 12 marketplaces, and they're going to feature... You know the same thing that they kind of, the, the same size food that they kind of offer at the Flower and Garden Festival, but each one is going to have. You just said Flower and Garden when you meant food. And wine. Oh, food and wine. 
Too many festivals, Disney. So hard. Um, but no, but seriously, they're going to have awesome items. They've got, I've got the full menu up on Disney Food Blog, um, everything you can try. And there's a couple of items that I think you're really going to get excited about. And one of them is, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I didn't know I was allowed to talk anymore after <laughs> This is a spiced rum spiked Dole Whip. That's very What? Exciting. What? Now, we know many of you have maybe made your own spiced rum spiked Dole Whips in the past, but this is the first time they're authorized Disney official spiked rum spiced rum spiked Dole Whips. <laughs> it's like I've already had one. Yeah. But no, seriously, it's going to be so exciting, but there's going to be lots of different uh, marketplaces. There'll be... Um, yeah, I saw you had a lot of great information on it up on your blog as well. As yeah. you, had a, you also had an in, you had an interview with the the kind of head of the festival. Interview as well, right? with 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 Jenner, who is kind of in charge of the food um, for the uh, for the Flower and Garden Festival. And there's gonna be twelve marketplaces, lots of new food, things themed to barbecue, and lots of the different countries in um, in Epcot's uh, World Showcase. Lots of good stuff. Some non-alcoholic drinks. Some alcoholic drinks. Um, Super fun. Make it happen. Go this year. It's the Flower and Garden Festival, not the Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> but it is at Epcot. But so. That's right. They're both in Epcot. It's, it's My mistakes are acceptable under the circumstances. Be sure to check it out. It's. We also have a few uh, menu change items to mention, don't we? Yeah, it is the season for menu changes in Disney World. And as you know, um, signature restaurants change their menus about four times a year. Um, moderately priced restaurants change their menus about two times a year. And this year, this we've, we've got a we've got a couple of interesting ones that are causing a bit of a stir. Over at Ohana in the Polynesian Resort, they have changed the menu again. And we know that every time they change the menu, um, it causes some upset and some and some disturbance in the field. I mean, every time you change any menu, it causes some upset. But I feel like Ohana is particularly. I, I feel like, you know. I well, think because a lot of people you don't have like a it's... lot of entrees to choose. You don't have a lot of stuff yeah. to choose from. You just get what they give you. Right. And so if they stop giving you the thing you love, then a lot of people think it's not worth it to go anymore. Yeah, I also feel like it's very much a case of where most people feel like it's kind of a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. But they do. They they change up the menu every once in a while. So over at Hana, Ohana right now, they're doing a quote-unquote trial menu, which means they may or may not keep these changes. They, they may not, you know, don't cancel your reservation yet. But... Um, they are. They have a new dressing on the salad. It's no longer the honey lime dressing. Now they have kind of a mandarin pomegranate uh, vinaigrette. And I know a lot of you love the salad at Ohana, so that's going to come as a shock and 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 scary. Um, the vegetables have changed a little bit. They used to just do broccoli. Now you have broccoli with peppers and mushrooms and onions as well. And you've got uh, the dipping sauces have changed. Now you're only getting the peanut dipping sauce in, in, instead of all the dipping sauces. Which I would say that's the most likely one not to stick. I would say that they, I mean. Yeah, because that's, with that's tough with, with and allergies like and that. stuff, right? I, exactly. I so I that. doubt that that will continue. But we don't know anything. You know, we're just speculating. I mean, so also I would say that, I mean, at least to me, I don't think any of those are necessarily changes for the better, but I don't think any of those are changes worth canceling your reservation over either, right? Well, like the to... bread pudding's still there. Exactly. The meats are still there. The bread is still there. The pot stickers are still there, and the and the chicken wings are still there. So, you know, all the all the awesome stuff is there. But the four some major of you, food groups are still there. So you really, really love that salad. So, and I can understand why you'd be to be down. I'm just saying that I, I think that those are, are for most of us are probably. 
even if their changes for yeah. the worst are overlookable. Anyway, you've got lots of other menu changes, including Sci-Fi Dine-In has, has updated a few things. They've got some... Um, they've got some buffalo popcorn chicken nuggets, which we love. They've got um, some fried pickles. They've got um, taken a few things off the menu, like the BLT soup, which I know people loved, and that's gone from the menu right now. They got the ribs back on the menu. Over at Carthay Circle in Disneyland, you've got a couple of seasonal menu changes to check out. Um, so definitely, you know, if you're if you're planning a Disney trip and you looked at menus a while back, be sure to look at them again to make sure they still look good for your trip. So that's going to be our kind of abbreviated news for the day. So now we're going to roll on to the segment about tips for saving money. Let's save the money. So usually on the DFB podcast, we like to help you figure out how to spend more money in Disney World and Disneyland. No, we (laughs) But uh, today... We don't want you to spend more money. But today, we are going to help you save a little bit of money in the Disney parks, at least as pertains to food. That's right. Like we said, we can't... We can't, save we you can't help you with else. tickets or any of that other stuff, but we are going to try and help you save a little bit of money on food. Because food really is, you know, next to hotel, your biggest expense. And sometimes it's your bigger expense than hotel if you've got a lot of people in your family. That's so, true. So saving some money there can make a big deal for your budget. But um, we're going to start out with some tips that apply to both Disney World and Disneyland because... We know that all of you are faithful Disneyland and Disney World visitors. We don't really know that. Like but, us. Well, but you should be. It's worth going <laughs> you to each one be. at least once. You want to be. So it's good to know these tips. Um, so the first one we want to share with you in terms of Disney World and Disneyland money-saving food tips is, um, and this is my favorite money-saving food tip, is make your breakfast your big meal. Now, this is both. Every, all the doctors say this is healthy. It is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Have your breakfast, your big breakfast, and then little meals going on throughout the day. Doctor Brad says breakfast is the most important meal. Oh of the no, day. folks, don't don't uh, don't ever cite Brad as a doctor. Um, <laughs> Have breakfast be your big meal, which because this is because most of the um, prices at the table service restaurants in Disney, the breakfast is the cheapest that you're going to get. Um, and so, I mean, it's, even if you go to buffets, if you go to character meals, breakfast is always going to be the cheapest by far. So make breakfast your big meal of the day and then either snack throughout the rest of the day. You know, we've got lots of snacks that we recommend here on DFB or, um, or have, you know, either one big meal later on as well or two smaller meals. But you can save a lot of money by making breakfast your, your big table service meal. And another thing to consider is that at a lot of those character meals and buffets, breakfast is actually probably the best meal available, right? That, you know, that's not always the case. But for a lot of the buffets and character meals, I prefer the breakfast offerings to any of the offerings, other offerings anyway. Plus, you get all your proteins in you early in the day, get your power ready to go, and then and then spend your time having fun in the parks. That's right. Build up on your protein. Then you got all kinds of energy for the parks. Dr. Brad approved. <laughs> that's right. Next week, we'll tell you how to build muscle. Um, so that's that's a great one. So the, fir- the, the next tip we want to share is something that very few people actually know um, is the case. And this is if you go to a counter service restaurant and you don't want all of the different components of the item you're buying. So for instance, if you're going to get a meal with a cheeseburger, French fries, and a drink, 
and say you don't want the drink and you don't want the french fries, you just want the cheeseburger, you can actually ask for just the cheeseburger and they'll take off the price of the side items you're not getting. So that's a huge, huge, huge budget tip if you're not a big eater or if you're not a big fan of french fries and you'd rather go and use that money to buy some other snack or you know you have your water bottle so you don't need the the drink that it comes with or whatever um that's you know that's a great way to save some money and that's a great tip too because when I, at least for me every time i'm at a disney park there are more things i want to eat than i have time money or, or stomach space available for so if i can essentially both save some money and get to eat more things that's a win-win and you know there's only so many times you need to eat the the Disney potato chips or Disney French fries before you really kind of get the idea of how those are going to work. So you could you can cut those off, save a little space, and use yeah. that for something else. Yeah, and if you don't want the actual entree too, you can just get the sides a la carte as well. So if you're if you're a big French fry eater like myself, and you just want French fries and plastic cheese for lunch, then you can go ahead and just get French fries and plastic cheese for lunch. You don't have to worry about getting any sort of entree at all. So um, that's another thing, another tip to keep in mind. Especially this is good too if you have kids who um, who aren't you know, big eaters and, and only want something small. Now, the I think the exception to this is that kids' meals tend to, you kind you of have to nothing. get everything. Um, that's not necessarily a guarantee. You can always ask the cast member about that. But, um, but if you have, you know, nine years and older kids who aren't big eaters, this is a good tip to use as well. Um, another great tip is to share meals when you can. A lot of meals at Disney parks are huge, are absolutely massive. It's more food than you're used to eating, most likely, if you're making, you know, if you're usually making food at home or having a frozen meal or whatever. Um, the, the meals are giant. And if you're at a table service restaurant, you can definitely share meals. They might charge a meal share charge, but it's not going to be as much as if you had to order another entree. So this way you're, you know, you're not wasting food, you're saving money. Um, and a lot of times the servers will actually bring out the meal split onto two different plates. So and that's also another good way to get some more variety in there is, you know, if you're splitting meals, then if you, you know, it's a lot easier to have half a burger and half a hot dog than to have, you know, a bur you know, basically you get to have half of two different things instead of having one of the whole thing. If you over the course of the day. Yeah. Do you save money that way? No, but oh. well, if, if you eat the same number of meals, no, but I'm saying that, that, you know, if, if you're splitting those meals, that's saving again, time, you know, stomach space and, and money for other, yeah. other purchases yeah so that's a huge tip and then of course the the tip that you always want to remember is to plan 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 and research because i don't know about you but when i'm at the parks and i get really hungry sometimes i will splurge on food that i wouldn't normally have bought otherwise um and sometimes that food isn't the, the best for my budget and so be sure to look at those menus figure out what are the must-dos that you definitely want to eat when you're in Disney World, you know, if you read my blog, you'll you'll see a lot of the stuff. And you, you should can, read her blog. And you should. You'll see a lot of stuff that you kind of want to keep on your to-do list for things you want to eat. Because the last thing you want to do is spend money or stomach space on food you don't want because you happen to be hungry and it's right in front of you. So keep a list of must-dos and to-dos. Make sure that you have your plan in place so that you're not spending money or stomach space on, 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 on food you don't want. And I think that's particularly important if that's if you haven't been very many times to because I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of, you know, first or second timers make is they kind of shoot from the hip when they go, which sounds fun on paper. And it's in it. And I like to be spontaneous as much as the next guy. But that can also lead to a lot of disasters, especially if you have a couple kids in tow or whatever. So as a general rule. 
the the more planning you do on your way to, to one of these parks, the the smoother your ride's going to be. Yeah, that's another good tip is keep a few of your kids' favorite snacks in your backpack or in your bag with you, things like granola or, you know, fruit snacks or whatever, um, so that they're not really hungry and begging for the more expensive treats in Disney World. That's a good way to save a little bit of dough as well. Just keep them keep them full. Don't don't get hungry while you're in the parks if you don't have to because you'll make choices that you wouldn't have made otherwise and that don't fit your budget. So, those are some good tips. Now, if we move on to Disney World specific tips, the first one we have is go during free dining during a free dining plan promo if you can. And if you don't know what the free, what the dining plan is, Disney World has a has a has something called the Disney Dining Plan that they kind of um, pitch was a, a prepaid plan. So if you remember your meal plan in college where you prepaid for all your meals, that's kind of the same deal. And every once in a while during the slower seasons of the year, they will offer free dining, meaning you can get your hotel with a with a dining plan completely you can get your dining plan completely free. You have to pay for your hotel, um, but that means all your food is free in Disney World. And I can tell you they do in the DFB guide to a Disney World Dining, which has just recently come out. They do an excellent analysis of the kind of the cost benefit of these, the whether or not free, how free dining works and stuff like that. And I think that it's it's fair to say that probably this year is one of the, you know, we, a lot of times in the past free dining has been just as good as as but not necessarily much better than say getting a, a hotel discount or a, or something like that but that this year that really as as prices are going up that that free dining is becoming more and more of kind of the best discount that you can get towards doing that and they've got a great analysis of that book in the book yeah so. i was really surprised this year you know we do really in-depth analyses of what what's going to save you the most money when you go to disney world in terms of hotel discounts versus dining plan versus free dining plan and this year, it's it's coming out pretty solidly that free dining is going to save you money if you if you go. And of course, this this all depends on how your family eats. Um, if you don't usually eat that much food or anything, this is this is just based on um, this is just based on um, you know basic calculations of how much a family usually eats average in Disney World. But um, it really is a great deal. So. Free dining is a, a good opportunity if that's if that's a fit for your family. Um, and also, if you're in Disney World, eating off-site or eating at non-Disney restaurants is going to save you a lot of money as well. Which, you know, sometimes that can be, you know, you're missing out on some cool experiences in Disney World. But there are, are several off-site properties that, that are uh, good places to go grab a bite. Absolutely. Um, okay, so moving on to Disneyland-specific tip. And my everlasting outrage at, you know, the <laughs> – so probably the best Disneyland tip you can get is that if it makes any sense for you to get an annual pass for Disneyland. Yeah. I don't live in California. I don't go to Disneyland that many times, but I still have an annual pass to Disneyland. Yeah. And among you know, in addition to being a good deal for you know helping pay for you know you you might be surprised at how few days you have to be staying there for the annual pass to make sense, but they give discounts all over the place for the annual pass. They do not do this in Florida, but in in California they give you discounts at all kinds of stuff for yeah. your Disneyland. The Florida pass. the Disney World annual pass does have some discounts associated with it, but they're getting to be less and less and less, or such as a fewer and fewer and fewer. 
And the, um, but the Disneyland annual pass is like a little piece of gold in your pocket. It is so useful. And the cast members always ask you if you have an annual pass because there's always going to be a discount associated with it. You're surprised when they don't actually have, like, you know, in in Disney World, you're surprised that they do have a discount Mm -hmm. for an annual pass. If in Disneyland, you're surprised if they don't have it. Right. Exactly. It's a great, great deal. Get one if you can. It's, it's, it's definitely worth it. And what's good is that a lot of Disneylanders, are local and go to the parks quite often. So they, so they, and there's lots of different options to get annual passes there. There's lots of different um, levels of annual pass. So even if you get one with some block, with some blackout dates, it's still going to save you some money in terms of food. Um, so that's a good, that's a good option. So what else, what else we got on the docket, Brad? I, you know, I would say that the best thing that I could advise you to do if you want to save money on your trip to Disney World is to buy the DFB guide to Disney World Dining. <laughs> Brad's plugging the book. I'm plugging AJ's book for You know, her. our book just came out, our 2013 edition of the DFB Guide to Walt Disney World Dining. Um, this thing, you guys, it's 408 pages this year. It is... AJ's a bit long-winded. It is... <laughs> It is massive. I'm not long-winded. There's just so much good information in there. We've we've totally expanded our um, our restaurant reviews. So there's there's literally a review in the book of every single place to get food in Disney World. Like I'm talking kiosks. I'm talking little like <laughs> like little tiny popcorn stand type things all the way up to signature dining. There's tons of good reviews. Um, there's lots of information and we've expanded our chapter on, on budgeting and saving money. So there's an entire chapter on how to save money, including coupons, discounts, um, stuff that we don't even mention on the blog that you're not going to get anywhere else, but in the book. So use, um, use a discount code 2013 2013. Use that discount code when you go to dfbguide.com to purchase the book. You can get all the details on Disney Food Blog as well. If you just click on the uh, icon on the sidebar, it'll take you to all the information. So that's a great deal to save money, too. That's right. That's the best tip to save money. <laughs> we do. We really do have a lot of great information. So um, so check out that book if, if you're if you're interested in, in learning more about your Disney vacation. And it's good for Disney World veterans and people going for the first time. So do check it out. Anyway, enough for the enough of the little plug. <laughs> so that's our guide to for today's tips to how to save money in Disney World and Disneyland. Yes, we hope we helped you. And if you have any tips of your own, please let us know. Leave a comment on the um, on the podcast post on dfepodcast.com and let us know your best money saving tip, or send us an email. You can send it to podcast at disneyfoodblog.com. We'd love to hear your tips. Now we're going to take some questions from our listeners. Yay, listeners. Thanks for everybody's questions. We're going to start out today with a question from Rachel W. And Rachel W. says, I saw from the Herrera Soup mention, I think that's how you say the soup, in Restaurant Marrakesh review, that AJ, like myself, has the gene where you cannot eat cilantro. Gross. Tastes like dish soap to me. Gross. That's not me saying that. That's Rachel. Since this herb often is not listed in the disc description, what other WDW food items have you stumbled across that have cilantro? I was having a little trouble there. It's not. I'm not at the top of my game. Let's be honest. Anyway, don't interrupt Rachel. 
Rachel is asking a question. Let Rachel finish her question. Okay. What other WDW food items have you stumbled across that have cilantro hidden in them? Right on, Rachel. Great question, Rachel. I hate cilantro. But unfortunately, I don't have, I can't, nothing pops to mind for me of anything that's super cilantro, but I don't notice it like you do because I actually, I do love cilantro, so So, it doesn't stand out to me. You know, nothing is standing out to me either, but that could be because I subconsciously avoid it like the plague and anything that might potentially have cilantro in it, I don't get. But um, basically, I would say always ask your server if there's cilantro in you know, if you if you hate it as much as we do, Rachel, ask your server if there's cilantro in anything you're Who's ordering. Who's we? <laughs> Me and Rachel. Oh, Aiden. Rachel and I. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, but you know, you're going to see cilantro in in certain types of cooking as well. You're going to see it in, in that African cooking. You're going to see it in Mexican cooking. So if you're in Mexico in Disney World, you know, ask your server if there's cilantro in any of the dishes. You know, you'll see it in salsas. You'll see it in quesos sometimes. So just. Um, just keep an eye out, check the menu, and... I think asking your server is always the safest bet. Because even, if, even if it didn't have cilantro in it yesterday, it might have cilantro in it today. So it's hard. But that being said, I also say that soup is the only thing that's ever stood out to me as being terribly cilantro-y yeah. in any place I've eaten in Disney World. Yeah, I haven't really I haven't really come across it in too many places. So Great fingers, question, though. Right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> so our second question is from Melanie M. And it is the grand and glorious question of all Disney food questions. <laughs> I'm scared to answer. The question is, if free dining is not offered, do you think that the dining plan is a good benefit? Okay. Well, I mean, we should do a whole podcast about this eventually. Is the Disney dining plan a good option? And again, the place to see the breakdown and the analysis is the DFB guide um, to Walt Disney World Dining this year. I mean, like I said, we have an entire chapter about is the dining plan the right thing for your family? Um, and that's that's where I'm going to go with this is that it really does depend on your family. It depends on your family, how you eat, what you eat, how many things you eat. Um, the dining plan prices have gone up significantly again this year and you know, we always, we run a lot of breakdowns and a lot of analyses to figure out, you know, does it save money? Does it not save money um, compared to paying out of pocket for your food? And so when we did our breakdown this year, we did find a couple of situations where the dining plan could save you money. And that's basically when you're eating dessert at every meal, when you're paying out of pocket, when you are going to some of the most expensive restaurants, when you're ordering the most expensive items on the menu, when you're eating at buffets and places that have those those really high-priced um, standard um, prices, the, that's when it's going to save you money. So if your family eats a lot of food, if your family eats the most expensive thing on the menu, if you do a lot of signature dining or a lot of high-end one-credit dining, um, if you make use of all of your snacks, that's when it's going to save you money. Um, but you really have to take a look at your at your family's dining strategies and plans and 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 the way that you eat um, because that's that's the only way you can tell if it's going to save you money. And the, I mean the other thing I would I would I would usually say to start from a a position of if it's not free dining, start from a position of skepticism about the about the free dining thing um or about, about the, the dining, dining thing yeah because free dining free, will, free dining is a good free dining deal. will most likely save you some right. money but but uh if you're if you're looking at the dining plan i would say start from a position of skepticism but there are also non-financial benefits that right. can come out of that which to me um you know the idea that the food is prepaid actually is would be would be great except for one you know minor caveat which is that 
gratuity is not included, right. which, so what happens is, you know, to me, the idea that I wouldn't have to worry about paying for the food, the paid food was all prepaid, ex- that, that's all great. But then when I have to pay the, the gratuity, that's when it kind of undermines the, some of the benefit to me. But I still think that there is something to be said for just kind of not having to worry about how much stuff costs on the, on the menu, not having to worry about, right. you know, there, there's, there's definitely some, some non-financial benefits from it for it. Right, exactly. So the idea that you have you can have everything paid ahead of time before you even get to Disney World, that's that can be a huge benefit for some folks. But the fact that you do have to pay gratuity, sometimes that gratuity, you know, if you're if you're eating at a high end restaurant, that gratuity can be fifty bucks. It can be even more than that, depending on how many people you have eating, it can be a hundred dollars. Yeah. So you know, just keep keep an eye on on all of that. And and, and again, basically what we're saying is that it's getting harder and harder to prove the validity and and the worth of the dining plan because the prices are going up on on the dining plan, um, and not a lot of people eat as much food as as you would need to eat on the plan, and and they don't want to you know order filet mignon or lobster every single night. They might just want you know a grilled cheese, and that doesn't get you the the financial benefit that something else would. which can, can create its own kind of pressure of like man i've got it i, I really would like to just have a burger tonight yeah. but i just you know i've got I've to had, make the, i've had I've a lot of readers money. write to me and say i felt like i had to order something that i wouldn't normally get because i wanted to get the value from the dining plan so i i you know i ordered the the porterhouse instead of the filet or whatever because i wanted something that was um, that was going to get me more money off, you know. So I mean, any any time a situation is created that makes you, you know, basically you're still spending the money, so <laughs> you need to be able to order what you want to order. So basically, look at your family's idea, look at your family strategies, look at your family's plans, look at how your family eats, and really decide is the dining plan the right choice for you. And for some people, it absolutely is, and some people are finding out that it's not. So you really need to look hard at this point. So those are our re- listener questions for this week. They were great. And if you have any great questions that you'd like to ask us, send your question to podcast at disneyfoodblog.com and include the word podcast in the subject line of your email. And we will do our best to answer your question as soon as possible. Yay! Hey, AJ, what do you say we do a little trivia? Time for some trivia. So last week, we had a very excellent trivia question, which was, what name three types of pretzels, hot pretzels, that you can get in Disneyland and Disney World? So AJ, what was the correct answer to your question? Well, there's several answers that we'll take. And um, the, the, the big ones that we got a lot of answers were the jalapeno cheese pretzel, which we know and love, the um, cream cheese pretzel, the sweet cream cheese pretzel, which we know and love, the salted pretzel, which could be either the regular salted pretzel or the Mickey salted pretzel. We'll just we just take salted pretzel, um, and then some people answered cinnamon pretzel, which have showed up. We will accept that one as well on both coasts at, at times. So we will accept that one as well. So our winner today is. Darlene R. Darlene R. We so go. Darlene R. will get a free DFB guide of her choosing. Any one of our six. I think we have six now. They just come out like every which direction. There. My goodness. So congratulations to Darlene. And now we are going to ask this week's brain teasing question, so which this is. This is a tough one. Hit me with it, AJ. Oh, I don't have it up. Do you have it up? Yes, I can have it up. Just. Uh, 
the question. Brad has the big computer. I just have my little phone that I'm reading off of. So this week's question is, which company recently celebrated the 36th anniversary of its partnership with Walt Disney World and Disneyland? Ooh. Corporate questions are the best kind of questions. They Everybody are. loves corporate questions. This this information's on the blog, so if you read the blog, you'll know it. Um, but it's it's an exciting question, so you should send us your answers to, to trivia at disneyfoodblog.com and be sure to put trivia in the subject line That's of your right. answer. And if you have the correct answer, you will be entered for a chance to win a free DFB guide of your choosing. That's right. Absolutely. So good luck, everyone. Send in your answers. So that brings us to the end of our 13th episode of the DFB podcast. I have to tell you, AJ, I do believe that is the best 13th episode we've done, but I'm not positive because I'm still not sure if this is the 13th episode or not. (laughs) But I think that this is the best 13th episode that we've done. I think so, too. So it, we, we, can, we had so many tips, so many tips, so many, so much good information. It was like a tip festival. Remember at the beginning when we said we were going to pat ourselves on the back and pat our listeners on good the back job, we're listeners. doing such a good job of the 13th. DFB you guys podcast. listened to this episode like a champ. It was, it was, it was inspiring really <laughs> how you guys listened to it. So if you'd like to show us some of your other skills, you can show us your blog reading skills at <laughs> DisneyFoodBlog.com or WDW for Grown Up. You can show us your Twitter following skills at <laughs> Twitter.com slash DFP Podcast. You can show us your Facebook following skills. All kinds of skills you guys can show you us. Really, you really, you can't get out there and show it off. In fact, we'd really love it if you would show us your iTunes reviewing skills if you happen to be an <laughs> yeah. iTunes subscriber. Or if you, follow, if you listen to us via RSS, we'd love to to see a comment over at dfbpodcast.com. Yay. <laughs> and, and while you're at it, be sure and use your spread the word skills and show everybody what a great <laughs> podcast this is. <laughs> we have such talented listeners. You guys are great. It's really, amazing. Really the top end of listen of the listening public. So <laughs> We're on that note, we're not necessarily the top end of the podcasting no. public. <laughs> Clearly, you guys are doing more of the weight lucky. pulling on this process. I think this relationship is a bit one-sided. Yeah, we we appreciate it. You just <laughs> just know that we appreciate you, even if we're not pulling our weight in this relationship. <laughs> so it's true. For AJ Wolf, I'm Brad Johnson, and we are signing off on another DFB podcast. <laughs> <laughs>